0: I think I got to the point where I started to get some awareness around the, the fact that that was kind of an eternal chase, like the chase we're talking about. And that was the first kind of seed that got planted is like, I got this job, which at the time was a dream job for me. And I still was, you know, after about a year of it, I was burnt out. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was sick. And I was like, this is not doing what I thought it would do. I think that's always the moment, right? Like, This is not doing what I thought it would do. I don't feel the way I hoped I would feel if I got this. Mm.
1: Welcome to Men This Way, the podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life, who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y. Reeves. Men, this way. Have you ever achieved something huge, only to feel let down soon after the triumph? Have you ever lived the life you wanted, only to wake up one day feeling disillusioned by it? Do you consistently share the raw truth of your experiences with other men? On well, this episode, my guest, Sean Hotchkiss, and I mine these questions and more for useful insights to make a meaningful difference in your life. For nearly a decade, Sean Hotchkiss worked as a journalist, filing stories and personal essays for some of the most iconic men's publications in the world, GQ, Esquire, The Wall Street Journal, Men's Health. Sean was a young man living his boyhood dream. Immersed in a world of luxury, fashion, celebrity, status, money, drug-fueled parties with gorgeous women, until one day he began to wake up to an emptiness that his fast-paced and flashy lifestyle could no longer cover over. No matter how much he achieved in that world, it just wasn't making him happy. And he was finally realizing it would never make him happy. Today, Sean is a men's coach and a writer living tucked away in a quiet desert canyon just outside of Los Angeles. His new writing project, The Naked Man, a 12 part series which you can find at nakedman.substack.com, explores the male inward journey through a deeply personal lens. Sean is also one of the courageous men participating in my year long men's coaching experience, Elevate 2022. And in today's episode, Sean and I, we, we talk about the sometimes painful disappointment and disillusionment that often lives just on the other side of the successes we think we most want. We talk about what a man's journey can look like when he starts to make major shifts towards living a life more in alignment with his authentic heart and the courage it takes to make that shift. We talk about the fear and hesitation many men feel when they first step into men's work and start having real conversations with other men. And we also talk about Sean's experience in Elevate 2022, why he was the first person to sign up for this year's cohort, and why he then tried to bail out when things got uncomfortable, and what brought him back and what he's since gotten out of Elevate 2022. real quick, before we dive in, I want you to know that Elevate 2023, that's my year-long coaching journey for men committed to thriving in every domain of life, is now open for enrollment. I'm only inviting 10 men to go through all of 2023 with me personally on an adventure of a lifetime. Now, who's this for? It's for you if you've achieved some level of success yet you still feel unfulfilled. Or you're simply seeking a greater level of fulfillment than you now have. This is for you if you're committed to rising above the distractions and compulsions that are sabotaging you from living your fullness as a man. If you're done trying to lone wolf it through life, this is for you. If you're stuck in some critical area and you're ready for a breakthrough or you know you need to be challenged and supported by other men, to help move you along on the journey of becoming the man you were born to be, this is for you. Essentially, this is for you if you are committed to thriving in every area of your life. If you're a man who knows there is more beauty, more depth, more satisfaction, more fulfillment, more truth to be experienced than what you are currently experiencing, this is for you. It includes personal coaching with me throughout the entire year alongside a select group of solid men going through this year with you. We'll also meet in person for a five-day retreat in a beautiful nature spot. Through this experience, these men and I will become your brothers for life. You will be challenged to go beyond your comfort zone, and you will be celebrated when you succeed or even when you fail, but you did the thing you were afraid of. Because this coaching experience isn't just about making more money or having more sex or achieving more of anything, only to still feel that void that just haunts us men. No, it's about each of us stepping more deeply into our courageously authentic selves and more fully offering our gifts to our loved ones, our families, our communities, and the world whatever that looks like for you. In fact, listen to some of the words of men who enrolled in our year-long Elevate 2022 coaching adventure. I feel like I'm a different
0: person. I see the world in a different, through a different lens. It says never too late, but I wish I would have done this uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm 48 years old now. I wish I would have done that 20 years ago. My experience in Elevate 2022 has been one of the most enlightening, emotional, spiritual journeys that I have been on in my life. I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot
1: of retreats, a lot of, you know, self-help, self-inner work. And
0: this had so many amazing different elements to it. It was something I think that I I don't know. I didn't know that I needed it, but but I've needed it. So if their words inspire you or
1: this experience intrigues you, get the details and apply at brianreaves.com/ elevate. It's brian with a y, reeves.com elevate. Now this isn't for everyone, but if you have an inkling it might be for you, apply now. Just take the next step. This could be one of the greatest gifts you ever give yourself the gift of brotherhood with extraordinary men. Again, go to brianreeves.com slash elevate for details and to apply. All right, back to my conversation with Sean Hotchkiss, whose voice you actually just heard a few moments ago saying, I didn't know I needed this, but I needed it. So take a deep breath and stay present with us all the way through to the end of this episode of Men This Way. All right, let's dive. Mr. Sean Hotchkiss, welcome to Men This Way. Thanks, Brian. It's an honor, man. I'm, I'm really excited for our conversation. You know, how old are you now, Sean? I am 39. 39. Man, you know, in the year that we've been working together, it's almost a year now. I think, you know, I've, I've related so much to your journey as a man, what you've been going through these last number of years and, and the transformation that you're going through and uh, I think that's, that's a place that you and I have, have been able to connect in an interesting way. Would you, would you say so? Absolutely,
0: man. I, 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 that was originally one of the reasons why I'd reached out to you because I felt that just from reading your writing.
1: It's, it's really for me, you know, being I'm 48. Um, you know, when I was, when I was 39, I didn't have, I was, I was lost in so many ways. And I mean, I was finding myself, but also so lost and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh you know i I, for me it's 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 such a privilege to be able to to work with men like you that are man that recall me to my own journey Mm -hmm. and knowing you know you have to do your journey by yourself in a sense like i can't do your journey for you but i but i love that we can be in dialogue and conversation this is as it's supposed to be yeah you know men, men going through life together and and being able to as we as we I don't know. Experience uh, the the trials and tribulations that we can turn around and 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 help the men coming behind us with just helping them find their own way and navigate their own way. And so, I just want you to know, Sean, man, it's been a real joy to to work with you, man. I so appreciate your willingness to just keep showing up. I'm excited for our conversation today. Thanks, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, uh, But before we dive into that, though, I want to. One thing that I think is also cool is you and I both did some uh, boxing this morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, how, how long have you, so are you doing, so I I do a mixed martial arts every Friday morning, yeah. a tr- training. What are you doing specifically?
0: I'm just training boxing, boxing. Um, yeah. with a guy, a local guy here in Santa Monica who is originally from Serbia and he's, uh, he's immediately, a immediately, <laughs>
1: <laughs> immediately. Like, Oh shit. Boxing <laughs> coach from Serbia yeah it's straight we were talking about this before we started um uh, actually recording but there's there's a part of me that doesn't want to get hit by that man (laughs) and there's a part of me that knows it would really be good to get hit by that man you know (laughs) to build the isn't that isn't that interesting like has he has he has he landed you know in your training have you felt like the percussive force of his of his body against yours in some way
0: yeah just today I did he, he uh he'll grab me sometimes and he's uh-huh. like a bear man and he's yeah I mean it, to actually get hit by one of these guys one of this guy's punches would render me completely unconscious <laughs> he takes it so easy on me
1: a hundred percent and yet there's a there's a part of you I'd imagine because it certainly is for me that also knows I need to be able to take a punch like that
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm there. Like, you know, like we were talking about before the show started, like the, just that nervous system recalibration that happens in that dance when you're, when someone can actually hit you and you're trying to hit them. It's so primal. It is it's so primal.
1: Yeah. Well, Sean, let's start by helping our listeners learn a little bit more about you. Sure. And and the way that I'd like to, to set that up is as I uh, alluded to you're you're going through a, a a profound transformation in your life and it's and that's been underway for many years now. Mm. And I would love to share with our listeners where were you before this all started? Right? We're, we're living in New York, working in the fashion industry. Take us into your life before your you know, Topanga lifestyle, (laughs) Topanga, (laughs) California lifestyle. Take, take us into that experience. What was, what were, what were you doing there? And, and the thing that I'm really interested in too is, is what were you doing in that world? What kind of work were you doing and what were the big struggles and challenges for you in that world specifically as it
0: relates to being a man? Yeah, I um Well, I was working as a journalist in the fashion industry, specifically for men's magazines. I worked at GQ and I wrote for Esquire and men's health and some other magazines. Um, and it was like a, you know, it was such a, it was such a glamorous world. And it was, it was for me personally, like it was, it was always filled with so much insecurity about my place in that world, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing guys that, you know, older guys that I admired, uh, older editors, guys that, that I've looked at and said, you know, Oh man, I would like to be like that guy. Um, But not really knowing how to express that to them or, or even knowing inside of like, that was, if I could have a relationship like that with them. So, I mean, I did, I think what a lot of guys tend to do. I just tried to like impress everyone, you know, as Mm. much as I could, that was (laughs) my, that was my hustle. It was like, Mm. well, I'll, I'll outwork and I'll I'll put in the effort and I'll, I'll show you how good I am at this. Um, Wow. Wow. And I was tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It was exhausting, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, What was it about those older men or those men that had been in the game longer were, I don't know, successful in certain ways. What was it about
0: them though, that you wanted to emulate? I think really just their status and you know, the clout that they had in that world. And, and, you know, like they were just cool guys, like, you know, mm. you, the like magnetic guys, like they walk into a room and command presence, you know, in, in those, in those rooms.
1: And I'm curious, did, did, did any of those men ever present as, as wanting to mentor or, you know, take you under their wing or in some way, you know, big brother, you, did that ever happen?
0: I think, I think in their own way, they did. It wasn't, it wasn't so overt, but, but I'm thinking of one guy in general who was like a, an editor at at GQ when I got there, who was a few years older than me. And he was like, you know, he took a shine to me and invited me to write, you know, on his team and, you know, would pull me into his office and we would have conversations. And I was always just like, it just Mm. filled me up with so like all those amazing feelings that you feel when an older man sees you or you feel like he does. Right, Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Now again take us into a little bit more of the actual lifestyle. You're flying around the world for stories. I mean who who are you hanging out with? Are you are y'all doing lots of drugs? Is there I, I, again I I don't know that world. Take us into it. What what what's that like for a man?
0: I think it's different for every guy, but for me it was like I mean I had been I'd been doing a lot of drugs since I was 18 years old. So that was you know, if you, if you put something down in front of me, I was going (laughs) to (laughs) partake. So yeah, it was like, it was, you know, without going too deep into my story, like I always kind of had a chip on my shoulder around that kind of a glamorous world and feeling like I sort of had to prove myself to that type of person. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so when I got into that world in the magazine industry, I was just, I wanted it all. I just wanted to soak it up. I just, I had a craving to be accepted by that type of person. Like that, that's, if I go back to that era for me, it was all about who can I prove myself to, who can, who can I, you know, what kind of impressive person can I cozy up to and get to like me really. And again, just tiring
1: were there ever moments where you felt like you had done something or achieved something maybe maybe put out some article that was just like that is the fucking money right there like i i uh, you know those those mountaintop moments where you felt like okay i have arrived did you ever have that moment and and if so how long did it last
0: yeah i had many of those moments and they usually didn't last very long it was like <laughs> oh wow this is amazing this is everything yeah. i ever dreamed of okay what's next
1: i love it i mean i think that's so important for us to have those moments i know in, in, in my journey as well i had so many moments i remember the first time i uh, uh maston Kip, he had this uh, a blog called the daily love many many years ago and it was like the blog to get to write for back mm-hmm. in i don't know 2012 ish around that time 2011 12 it was like that was the place to write for online mm-hmm. And i remember and i knew maston i had a personal relationship with him i remember sending him a couple articles and when he finally agreed to publish two of my articles let me tell you i was in a car in miami in between work and when i got the emails at a stoplight i was headed to the gym i had i mean i just i was having a different life at this time i did not have a lot going for me <laughs> and when Maston agreed i literally Freaked the fuck out in my car. I remember I punched the roof like fuck yeah, like I have arrived, motherfucker. Like I was so (laughs) elated, and I remember, and then I and that lasted a few months, and then it was like okay, so this is all, this is all, this is
0: (laughs) right, totally, man.
1: Like those moments are so precious.
0: You're 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 reminding me of an of a moment that I had in a car very similarly. So there was. about the time that i was like coming up in the magazine world that obviously fashion on the internet was getting really big and there was this thing called street style and people would get shot in their outfits on the street basically Mm -hmm. and that shit blew up
1: Mm -hmm. and it
0: just like took over like if you search street style now it's like it's fucking everywhere and i remember there was there's a a well-known street style photographer named Tommy Tan. And I remember I got, I got my gig at GQ (laughs) and it was like my first fashion week. Uh-huh. and Tommy Ton shot me and I came up on whatever you know vogue wow. or something yeah, right yeah, and yeah. i remember i was with my uh, i was with my boss in the back of a taxi heading to mm. a fashion week show and he's like holy shit you got shot by Tommy <laughs> and i was like yes yeah, yeah, <laughs> i yeah, was yeah. like that was definitely that moment and then of course the next day i was like well what do i wear to get shot again right i now i need to do it again
1: that's right yeah that high lasted that hit only lasts so long and then it's like okay how do i get that again
0: how do i get it again how do i get it bigger
1: so what was the impetus for you to to get to start f- finding your way out of that life what happened that started to to show you there, there's got i have to do this something has to change
0: i think i got to the point where i started to get some awareness around the, the fact that that was kind of an eternal chase, like the chase we're talking about. And that was the first kind of seed that got planted is like, I got this job, which at the time was a dream job for me. And I still was, you know, after about a year of it, I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. I was tired. I was sick. And I was like, this is not doing what I thought it would do. I think that's always the moment, right? Like, this is not doing what I thought it would do. I don't feel the way I hoped I would feel if I got this.
1: Mm. And so what happened then? So you're, you're starting to get awareness around that. What was the first thing that you did different, let's say? Or what happened? What serendipity, You know, what, what was the stepping stone of that, that sort of cleaved your path and to give you a new possibility?
0: The first thing I did is I started to pull back a little bit from that world. I got off the editorial side and went over to working for fashion brands as a copywriter. Mm. and that, and I was a little bit more behind the scenes in that role. Like I wasn't, I didn't have as much Mm. of a public facing persona then. And I started to see that like, without that, I, I was, there was something going on with me. I was kind of suffering, not having that. And the second thing that happened is, and I think this is an impetus for a lot of men is I I got absolutely heartbroken and crushed after a relationship ended. Mm. And I realized like without this woman in my life, I, I didn't feel very good. And without this job that was so fabulous, I really didn't feel good. So I was like, Holy shit, this is the truth of what's behind that, you know, mm. and I got to deal with this now. Cause now I see it.
1: You know, one thing, so to our listeners, uh, Sean is writing a, you're in the middle of it right now, a 12 part series called the naked man. Mm-hmm. And I think you just put out what you got. episode? Are you calling the episodes? Or what are you calling them?
0: I got them as parts now. So part part six just came out. Part six. Yeah. Let's tell people where can they find that, by the way? Where could they sign up for that or read that? So my newsletter, The Naked Man, is on a platform called Substack. And the URL is nakedman. Dot .substack.com. Substack is a is a great platform for former journalists and other writers that want to monetize their uh, mm-hmm. writing.
1: Great. So nakedman.substack.com. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And and that link will be in in the show notes for this podcast. Just go to the episode web page for this episode and that'll be there, but I mean that's pretty easy to remember nakedman.substack.com. W- one of the things that in in your part 6 Uh, Essay. One of the things that that really struck me is because you're now you're now you're starting to you're you're getting awareness that that what I've been doing it ain't working. Yep. But you're still doing it in in many ways. Yeah, it's things are shifting, but you're still now you're you're doing copywriting for fashion brands. So you're still in. You know, I worked in the fashion world as well for a number of years. My family had a, a fashion a luxury watch company that i worked at for about five or six years and so i went to the basel mm-hmm. watch festival fair whatever that is the the big uh you know where, where rolex and cartier and all the big brands set up million dollar booths to to showcase their wares in basel switzerland and I, I was in that world for a little while and i really got how just for lack of a better way of putting it what a bullshit world i, I was <laughs> that that was you know, yeah. people just weren't having real conversations. No. I remember even, even so our, our, our watch had a special technology in it that that just shorthand helped people feel better. There was a mind-body science thing to it, and I don't want to go into that right now. That's for another podcast for another time. But I remember I loved talking to people about this because we were having conversations. I was talking about the mind-body connection and the importance of, of, of the electrical system in the body and all this stuff. And I remember people, they didn't give a shit about that. All they wanted to know is what color straps can I get with this watch? Right. Right. You know, I had so many conversations like that. So now you're doing copywriting. You're getting awareness about something's off. This isn't working, but you're still in it. And you said something in part six, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. Right. So what's happening for you? You're now copywriting. You're still working for these brands, you know, in on some level. Look, I'm not there's nothing wrong with fashion, but it's also just it's all fucking it's all just just show and, and image. And, and what's happening for you now? You're you're
0: you're you're seeing this, but you're still in it. Inner turmoil is happening, <laughs> you know, like, like feeling like I'm getting pulled in two directions. I think, you know, part six was called Between Two Worlds, right? And mm-hmm. I literally feel like I'm sitting on the fence. Like, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see what you're describing. I'm starting to look around and say, like, does anyone else fucking see how crazy this is that we're all like <laughs> yeah. just signing into this game that we're right, playing? Right, right. And at the same time, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know if I can really let that go. Cause that's my identity. Right. You know, who am I without that? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's that kind of dark night of the soul experience, right. Or the dark yeah. night of the ego. It's like, well, yeah, I see that stuff now, but if I let it go, what the hell is going to happen to me?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, a hundred percent. Yep. I mean, when I got out of the military, I was so eager to get the uniform off of my body (laughs) because I just was dying in in that space. I just I I felt so out of alignment with my heart and my soul. And but I was shocked at how when people would ask me, you know, what do you do In, in the months after I got out of the military? The first thing I ran to is, well, I was a military. I was an Air Force captain. Yes. I went right back to that immediately yes because i don't know how do who am i if i'm not that i have no fucking idea and that's terrifying
0: yeah and it's everything we've leaned on right
1: oh man it got me everything that i that i had up to this point at least that's my my belief about it right so you're you're now i mean you've been stepping into to doing men's coaching when, when did you start actually coaching men how many I years start, ago
0: started coaching men at the end of 2019 so okay so obviously there's a big gap
1: What was your early forays into like men's work, Mm -hmm. right? What did that look like for you?
0: And what brought you to that,
1: specifically men's work?
0: I remember moving to, I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary uh, from moving New York York to LA. And Mm -hmm. right after I landed in LA, I was at the tail end, actually, of the same relationship. I had gotten back together with the woman who I split with at the beginning of 2015, that that I had the fallout from like just total identity thing around this person. And, and so I had gotten back together with her, we had gotten back together and moved out to LA as kind of a last ditch Hail Mary for the relationship. And then it it, you know, it ended shortly after we got here. And, you know, I was like, I think I need to try something new. Like I kind of like, this isn't working. I I had heard about men's groups, um, back in New York. I had been curious about sort of the next step in my journey. And it was kind of an intuitive thing. I was like, I think I need to be around other men and talk about stuff that I haven't talked to (laughs) talked to men about before, Mm -hmm. you know, because a big theme for me is I lost my dad when I was 22. Mm -hmm. And so there was always this hole around, you know, men and and masculinity and um, that was present for me. And Mm -hmm. so when I got out to L.A., I was like, I I think I need a male therapist and I think Mm -hmm. I need a men's group. Mm -hmm. So I found this guy here in Beverly Hills and that was my first men's group in like the fall of 2017. And Mm -hmm. I was I was terrified.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely terrified. I remember that first meeting and how scared Mm -hmm. I was. Wow.
1: Going into that meeting,
0: what are you aware now that you were scared of? I was just scared of like, what What, is, what are these guys going to do to me if I tell the truth? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> are they going to explain? Because, you um, know, my, my dad, if I think about my dad, like the quintessential scene with my dad when I was a kid was me riding shotgun in his truck. Uh-huh. and And he would be, you know, expounding about something, you know, like he loved to talk and loved to love me to listen to him and just kind of mm, like spouting yeah. off about his, his theories. And, and I remember anytime I would kind of interject, he would, he would dismiss me. Mm. So I walk into this group of guys and I'm like, I'm going to open my mouth and they're going to be like, you're an idiot. Mm. What mm. are you, what what are you talking about? Like that kind of mm. thing. That was, if, if I bring myself back to my early days in men's work, that's what mm. was so present for me because i was doing 12 step stuff too with all men yeah and like you know sharing in rooms of 30 40 guys and i i literally thought i would be attacked
1: that's wild man yeah i can certainly relate in that you know i i'm 48 I've, I've been doing men's work specifically with men gathering with other men to, ha- to have the conversations we have to do the inner work that we can only do with men in the room that this is not the same if women are in the room probably for the last eight, nine years. And yeah. I t- even still, to this day, my father stuff comes up mm-hmm. and with other men. And what's so beautiful about that is, you know, there's a guy in my, in my, my current men's group. He and I are still feeling each other out. And he's, he's, he came in only about six, six eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And he's Australian and he's very, he can be very sarcastic. You know, sarcasm is an Australian sport. <laughs> it's their national sport. but he has such a he's such a beautiful fucking heart i love this man the way though that he can relate to me can kind of remind me of my father Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i don't want to be made fun of by my dad and yet Mm -hmm. a way that my dad would connect with my friends Mm -hmm. was to make fun of me Mm. my own father would connect with my friends by making fun of me
0: yeah
1: i mean it even made my friends uncomfortable sometimes like what the hell is happening right now
0: right
1: You know, so I'm hypersensitive to that kind of banter between men, where we kind of cut each other down and degrade each other, and like I don't do that. I don't like that. It doesn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he and I are. But it's beautiful that we get to work this out because we both bring a lot of consciousness to what's actually happening. We can talk about. But this is eight. I'm eight years into this kind of work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But back to your story, because now, so that was in you said 2017,
0: fall of 17.
1: Okay, so let's just fast forward a bit. Now you're in 2019, I think. You're now starting to to actually coach men, mm-hmm. right? You're doing that for a few years. Let, let's come into now the beginning of this year because I know a big switch happened for you at the beginning of this year as well. Yeah. When, when you came into the our Elevate program, t- take us into that. What began to happen for you? I'm really fascinated by something happened to you at the beginning of this year. that be, so t- Take us into that
0: yeah I mean starting elevate was was big for me because it was the first time I had been in a room with a bunch of guys that I didn't know in a while. you know mm-hmm. i had done I had had a men's group here that was going for the last three years that had gotten you know we were really familiar with each other. I felt really safe with mm-hmm. these guys, so this was like it was it was walking into a new room with a bunch of guys that I didn't know mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. It, it it you know to your point that your dad's stuff continues to come up eight or nine years into men's work, mm-hmm. all my shit's came up when I when I walked into the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we as men, I think we we walk into a room and we're naturally just kind of sizing each other up, right? Totally. Um, Who is this guy? Who's, yeah, yeah. Who's gonna <laughs> totally. who's gonna who's gonna be my competition here? Who's gonna yep. like who's it's safe? Who's yep. like, you know, the whole deal. So so that was definitely active for me with this new group. The other thing that that comes to mind for me is that I would say that I'm probably one of the younger members of the group. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot lot of dad stuff that was active for me with guys Mm -hmm. that are in their forties, their Mm fifties, et cetera. Yeah.
1: And you came in and at the time you had a coaching practice, you had a a group of men that you'd been working with. I think most of them for quite some time.
0: Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I'd been, I'd been working with a lot of those guys for the, for the last two years, pretty much all of the, the pandemic.
1: So again, you have, you're, you're with men who are familiar Mm -hmm. and who are also looking to you for, for facilitation to, for guidance. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Because you're their coach. Yeah. And I remember then something at the beginning of this year, I mean, just a month or two, a couple months into Elevate, like something began to switch for you and how you were approaching that work as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, The other thing about being in the program with you guys is I, I, I learned, so I started to learn a lot from just watching you and Tate Mm. facilitate the group. That's why I like to learn from other coaches. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it was huge for me to watch you guys facilitate a group of 14 guys because, because I was doing the same thing on the side and I was literally getting to borrow stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, day by day, week by week. So, yeah a big a big shift started to happen for me. I think the the other thing that I really started to notice was this group has been really instrumental in me like being able to stay, step forward and take up space in a group of guys that i that I didn't know mm-hmm. that, w- that would have been a, that would have been a very scary thing for me in the past.
1: What do you think helped you do that? What about this group in particular made that? possible or accessible or, or at least feel
0: like, okay, I can do this and I won't get crushed. I think I was ready mm. um, to do it in a way that I hadn't done before, mm. but I will also say that the, that the solid container that I knew that you guys were holding allowed. Cause I, I, I remember an early session when mm. we got into um, forthright communication mm-hmm. directness, mm. yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my least favorite thing on planet earth. <laughs> or january (laughs) yeah i get it Uh oh and 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 very early on you know myself and another guy in the group bumped a little bit yeah and i remember the session when you guys kind of went at me a little bit and said is there something that you want to share Uh, with this man right uh, yeah (laughs) and i was like well no not really (laughs) i don't want Um, to yeah but you know your question was what made you feel like you could do that i felt yeah. that you guys had my back i felt that, the, yeah. that that was there that that the container was solid to be able to allow that that i was going to be okay
1: yeah man i remember the you know there was a moment where where i shared some forthright communication in one of our very first sessions right to so one of the other oh. men in the group and and all i said was something like i didn't like that
0: yeah
1: and i remember holy shit it was like just like all of a sudden just someone turned down the temperature in the room to freezing yes yes you know and and all i said was you know the thing that you did on our on our chat group i didn't like that that's all you said that's all i said yeah you remember that moment
0: of course i do you know the emoji with the brain exploding Uh uh-huh that was me yeah that was me sitting with that i was like Holy shit, you can do that in a relationship <laughs> with someone?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my wife and I do that with each other all the time. I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. I don't like totally. that. Now, you know, the thing that I, one of the things I really love about doing men's work is I am such a stand for respectful communication, for being reassuring, even in in, in doing that, that forthright communication saying, I didn't like that. I love you brother i'm not I, I and i totally understand why you might have done that just once you know it didn't feel good like you know and then we can talk about agreements and and i remember i remember that that moment being so profound and it's funny because i i've been doing this work long enough now where that's more second nature to me but sometimes i still forget yeah. how just that simple thing is extraordinary for a lot of men and so, you know, I, you know, Sean, I just want you to know, man, and thank you for, for, for talk, being willing to talk about this because it breaks my heart that men don't know, or don't feel safe, I should say, routinely to just say what is, what is real for them in, in not just the work that I do, man, but in my friendships, you know, I'm, I'm constantly saying, I don't like that, but I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, you know, in, in all the different ways that might come out. Like, I love you, man. And I know you, whatever, being the, doing the reassuring and the, and the, and the, the relationship caretaking while simultaneously not abandoning was true for me.
0: Totally. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I mentioned this briefly, but, but being willing to like be the full spectrum of myself and to be able to take up space in a relationship with another person has been a big takeaway from this year. For yeah. Me. yeah.
1: Well, and now a few months in. You you wanted to bail mm-hmm. from Elevate. What was going on for you?
0: I, I back to that that concept of kind of the inner turmoil. I was feeling pulled. I I my pattern in relationship again. I mean, this is perfect. It's all it's all just unfolding organically. But my pattern in relationship has been to stuff to stuff all those. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Build up a shitload of resentment. Right. <laughs> and then say fuck you. I'm out. I don't <laughs> need walk. this. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that interaction with you and Tate, when I, when I said that I wanted to leave was so healing for me Mm. because you guys were like, first of all, you guys really owned how that experience made you feel for you. Mm. You weren't like, just like, fuck this guy, whatever. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Let him go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I got to learn that, holy shit, I can come to the table with my needs, with Mm. these guys Mm -hmm. who are like the the head honchos here of the, Mm -hmm. the, you know, they're the dads Mm -hmm. in essence, right? Mm -hmm. I can come here with my needs and, Mm -hmm. and we can have a conversation about it. And this just isn't a black or white thing.
1: Yeah. You know, I do. Yeah. I remember it was, it was beautiful the way that we all got to step into that and, and, and just, just navigate through what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, man, it's so, healing for me as well you know when you came and and you i think you wrote us an email and i got to just really sit with what is this bringing up for me yeah you know and, and and all of it the my own sadness confusion shame did i fuck something up uh anger why the fuck would he do this all that stuff yep. just just be with that and you know tate and i we have a really good partnership and we um you know we i think we shared this with you that you know that that scene in the matrix
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where uh in the first movie neo gets called by morpheus to to meet you know to to meet under the adam street bridge and it's raining it's a dark rainy night and the, the car pulls up and door opens and trinity says get in neo gets in and then the blonde in the front seat turns around with a gun points it right at neo it's like lift up your shirt and he goes he's like what the fuck is this Right. And she, and then the blonde says again with the gun pointed at him, Look, Copper Top. She calls him Copper Top because he's a battery. <laughs> he's just a battery. We don't have time for this. It's, it's our way or the highway, something like that. Right. And Neo, Neo's like, Well, fine. Fuck you then. I'm out. He opens the door and gets ready to walk out. And Trinity grabs his arm. and says, Neo, you know that road. You've been you know, down that, there. <laughs> you've been down there. See, that's Tate. Tate is Trinity. And I'm the blonde in the front seat. Like, Oh, you yeah. don't want to be here, motherfucker? Fine. Fuck you. Get out. Yeah. But that's, that's again, my dad's stuff. Totally, because you know what I'm sizing up men when they come in the room is like, can we get through anything together? Because if we can't, if you're just gonna bail on me because you can't deal with what's happening here, then get just just fucking leave now. Totally, that's my dad. It's also my stepfather. These two men I couldn't trust to you know just be with whatever was going on and stay in the fucking room with me mm-hmm. and partner around our challenges. They both had their own just sort of their own way of doing things and I felt abandoned in that. Yeah. You know, so it was it was really is really beautiful that the three of us could have this interaction and then go through that in a way that, oh man, like I, I just I built more trust with you. I felt, wow, okay, we can get th- we can get through anything together. I mean, that's always mm my highest value of partnership it isn't necessarily that you are going to stay in whatever agreement we've made we can change the agreement but just i just need to know that we can work through this absolutely and come through the other side and so you know that was just hugely it was so healing for me as well man you know and and again man you know i said at the beginning thank you for just continuing to show up and and be in this conversation and this dance with us man It, it it's it's a mutual mutually beneficial
0: experience Totally. And, and, you know, what's coming up for me now is like the beauty of that for me is like, I, I think on some, on, on some level, I was, I was drawn to working with you specifically because I know that you're a relationship coach. Mm -hmm. I've spent the majority of my life really shitty at relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about is a relationship moment. That's relational. You know, it's like, that's, that's what I came for. You know,
1: hundred percent, man. And that, you know, that same kind of that same like you know, the what 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 I got to practice with you at that time, I practice with my wife regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm a feisty some bitch, as they might say. I'm feisty, I'm fiery, I have I'm quick to temper, I'm quick to again, I'm the blonde, like with the gun pointed at you. You enter out, motherfucker, because if you're out, get the fuck out. Totally. <laughs> that's not a very that's not a very relational stance. <laughs> Obviously, right. that's that's all just my own wounding acting out dancing with people who to for whom, you know, we can get through even with my wife. I mean, we can get through those initial those initial moments of, of whoa, what just happened here? Like your pattern to just bounce, like you mm-hmm. said, stuff the resentments, stuff it quiet, quiet, quiet. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, email, I'm out. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I used to I used to be the king of the Irish exit
1: in the uh, in, yeah. you know it's like
0: that's, <laughs> slip away in the night
1: slip away in the night. Let's talk about your your project, uh, the Naked Man. This twelve part series you're calling it a roadmap to freedom. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, you know, I, I kind of the tagline for the newsletter is one guy's journey to feel more comfortable in his own skin. And to me, you know, if I if to go back to those fashion years, right. When I got the, I look great on the outside. I got, I got all the right stuff. I'm, you know, doing the right things inside. I just was so insecure all the time. Mm -hmm. So to me, freedom is being able to just show up naked as myself, my, you know, in all my messiness in all my glory and not, not glory, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's freedom to me. So, yeah. you know, this is, this little 12 part series is just kind of the kickoff to what I want to be, you know, sort of a a platform that is all about just kind of getting free and being cool with being yourself. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of men, that is definitely a journey.
1: I'm curious, how has, so your, your, both your experience in this, these last nine or so months with us in Elevate, as well as your, your your naked man project—that you've been writing on—it was a deeply personal project for you. How's all that inspiring you to step deeper into working with men?
0: It's just continued. The last three years have just continued to refine my practice with guys, and you know, it's 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 so cool how coaching works because you 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 know the the right clients show up for you. You know, they just the right mm, clients just yeah. walk in the door and. Yeah. You're the right coach for them. And that's why they're there. Right. So, so, so many, you know, to take it back to what you said to me, seeing a lot of similarities, you know, you, as my coach, seeing similarities in my journey with your own, Mm. I'm the same with all my clients. I'm like, Mm. I'm sitting across from myself, Mm. you know? And so, so this, this naked man thing is really like, I want to be able to provide the guide, that I didn't have, like, like if, 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 if someone could have slapped down a book in front of me in 2015, which actually sort of happened, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I got a blueprint from another man who, who has done this work, right. As, Mm -hmm. as we often do, Mm -hmm. but, but I want to be able to give that guidebook to the kind of guy that I might work with, you know, and, 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 and elevate has helped me for that because, you know, I'm just, Elevate has been a practice in continuing just to to drop the defenses and just Mm. be myself with you guys. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, because the container felt the way it did. I mean, I just kind of like let my freak flag fly with you guys, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way I just, you gave myself permission to do that. And it felt crazy at first. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the first time I met up with like four or five of the guys, You know, to to have a barbecue at one of one of one of our guys' house, like you know, they were all like, "Man, you're kind of feisty. Like you're a little crazy. Uh I don't want to fuck with you." And I was like, Uh I was like, "Yeah, I guess that's me." Uh You You know, that's that's the beauty of a group. You get those beautiful reflections from people
1: yeah man you know when i got out of the military at 26 years old i think i was i was so i felt so suffocated by the understandably necessarily conformist culture that the military is Mm -hmm. i was dying for diversity of of people i was dying like i just wanted to hang out with some flamboyant gay people and smoke dope with hippies and i just needed like give me i need different different energies and I, so I think that's one of the things that, again, I really stand for in, in doing men's work is, 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 a, is, is letting men know, not that they need my permission, but being a stand for, men's, for permission for men to fucking bring the full flavors of you into, yeah. uh, because our community, it needs it. We need it. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna come out of my own shell, I need men who are out of their shells, and and that helps me. Then, oh wow, I get to express this part of myself because I love that. Again, man, I love that feedback. Just just even having this conversation with you, Sean, getting to drop in with you I like this in this way, man, is just like I'm. I'm just really enjoying this, man, and just just want you to know, brother, I've so appreciated your enthusiastic participation and diving in. I mean, you've mm. you have given men permission even in elevate you're doing it through your naked man project you're giving men permission to feel what they feel to think what they think to to come clean about the ways Mm -hmm. in which we're hiding our our true selves and man it's so so important um what would you say to the man who is on the fence let's Mm -hmm. say who's who's considering stepping into men's work but he's not over whatever hurdle uh, stands in his way, what would you say to that man? I mean, whether he's considering you know, joining Elevate or just something else, but just diving into this kind of work, what
0: would you say to that man? I mean, I'm, I'm brought back to that. It's funny that we always come back to this, but that matrix image, right? Like, like, you know what that uh, road looks like, mm. you know, every block of that road, you know, what's behind you, you know how your life's been. Why not, mm. you know, open yourself to, to trying something else. I mean, the other thing that I'll say is that because, because we're talking about the unknown and, the, and what I don't know, you know, if I'm on the fence, I, I know how one side looks, but I don't know. I, this is the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I also want to say that for me personally on my journey, that became in a really exciting and enlivening element of, of doing this work because it was like my buddy and I were talking about this the other day, but it's the same thing as like when you discover like a new genre of music. Or, like, a new sport or something. There's like all new language. There's all new players that you gotta learn. There's all, there's like this exciting, like, treasure trove of information Mm -hmm. that is just like really just adds so much to your life. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, for a guy that's on the fence, I would say that, like, I was on the fence too. And then, and then once I decided to go over the other side, is like, there was so much exciting shit over there. Like so much. I mean, yeah. everything, everything in your life has the potential to get a lot fucking better by doing this shit.
1: Well said. Everything. Couldn't agree more, man. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I wonder what comes up for you. But I can't imagine had I just stayed, you know, after the military gotten, went to work for one of the defense contractors, you know, taking the route that a lot of my military buddies take to, you know, make shit tons of money in that. I just can't imagine how miserable I would be today. You might yeah. not know it. You wouldn't know it to look at me. I, I was, did a good job at pretending I wasn't miserable. Well, my women always knew it. Yes. They could always tell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they could always see right through it. Yeah. Sean, I want to finish up with a new final round I'm experimenting with. Um, I'm not even sure what to call it yet, but we'll call it the, uh, the five emotions speed round. Okay. You up, you up for this?
0: I'm down. Let's do it.
1: And essentially, I'm just going to ask you five quick questions about five primary emotions. What makes you feel blank?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Anything you answer is welcome. So uh, I'll start with the first one. What makes you feel mad?
0: When I'm stuck behind someone driving slow on these windy, ah. windy Topanga roads. <laughs> I, this is a, it's a constant practice for me. Yeah, constant, yeah, constant yeah. practice of sanity. Like do not tailgate this person. I love it.
1: Same slow no. drivers in the fast lane. Makes
0: me mad. What makes you feel sad? I get sad when I think about like how I could have shown up in all my relationships Mm. In my past, if I knew what I know now, yeah, I feel there's like a heavy heart when I think about that. Yeah, even even though that's even though it's it it doesn't it's not regret, but it's it's sadness. Yeah. Thank you. What makes you feel joy? I'm learning to surf right now. Surfing brings me a lot of joy. Mm. I'm like I am feel like a little kid out there. Like, to, to spend two hours in the water, like, riding on waves, like, I mean, it's, like, it's giddy. Yeah. Giddy. What
1: makes you feel
0: fear? I feel fear when, when I feel like I want to express a need that I have in a relationship, and I, I'm scared of what the other person's mm. reaction might be.
1: And finally, what makes you feel, you got, you got three choices, what makes you feel shame or embarrassment Mm -hmm. or just that kind of makes you want to hide from the world
0: i feel like i want to hide from the world when i feel like i've i've been like too much or i've exposed too much of myself Mm. and now you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get punished in some way for it Mm. so i want to go away yeah
1: well I appreciate your your honesty and vulnerability on this podcast. And if anybody wants to to punish you for what you did here, Sean, you and me (laughs) together, we'll go beat them up.
0: Sounds like a plan.
1: Okay, no, (laughs) I do I do have your back, man. And I I want you to man. I admire your willingness to to have these conversations and um to come just come clean about your experience as a man. And I, I think the world needs that. And your, your project, The Naked Man, you're a beautiful writer. You're writing about such an essential exploration that I think all men need to go on. So tell us about where uh, our listeners, men and women, can learn more about you and, and, and sign up, actually, to get your newsletters.
0: Sure. Yeah, again, the URL is nakedman.substack.com, and that'll bring up a little message where you can put your email in the first time you visit it. Great. And then my website is just my name, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hotchkiss, H-O-T-C-H-K-I-S-S.com. Uh, that's my, that's my coaching website. That's where you can find my writings from the past, I don't know, eight years, all my essays and stuff. So, And is there a social media channel that you're going to be building up for people? I'm going to start hitting the Instagram again, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fire up some videos. I'm going to, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some content on Instagram. So this so, will be a good, this will be a good impetus for me.
1: Sounds like you're still in the more of the, the hate part of the love hate relationship <laughs> with, with social media. I understand.
0: Yes. Social media yeah. has been a, a long and tumultuous relationship for me, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do some stuff that's going to be fun for me and that's, I think that will make it fun to hopefully to digest
1: yeah well sean thank you so much man for coming on men this way i've really enjoyed
0: this conversation uh appreciate you so much man thank you thank you brian thanks for thanks for everything man i'm uh, you've been a big teacher for me this last year so i look forward to look forward to more likewise thank you brother
1: thank you so much for listening and thank you again to sean hotchkiss you can find sean at www.nakedman.substack.com and at seanhotchkiss.com. Of course, these links and resources will be in the show notes at brianreeves.com slash podcast. Also, remember, if you'd like to experience empowering transformational coaching with me to help elevate your intimate relationship experiences or just elevate your life in some meaningful way, go to brianrevescom elevate and fill out the application on that page to get started on your coaching journey with me. Depending on when you hear this, we may be full in Elevate 2023, but no worries. Just fill out the application there as there are other ways, including in my Elevate Your Relationship program in which we can work together to help you get where you want to go. Finally, please write a review of this podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you haven't written a review, please take out your phone right now and write a review on your podcast app because doing so definitely makes a difference. It communicates to other people that this is a trustable space for wisdom for men. I really, really appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe yourself while you're at it. I'm your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y, Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.